Yemunla. You're listening to Karakaramo EV, Karakaramo, the English version. Karakaramo is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. You can check out my website, karakaramo.com, for more info. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 6, part 2. <laughs> Okay, we're going right into it. Today, we're talking about the film Neg Mahon. It's a film from Guadeloupe, directed by Jean-Claude Barney, and it was released in 2005. Neg Mahon is the Creole expression for maroon, which was the term used to describe runaway slaves in the Caribbean back in the slavery days. Here's the plot. Neg Mahon takes place in a low-income neighborhood of Guadeloupe in the early 2000s. Josua and Silex lead an idle life while committing petty theft until Marcus, a white creole witch thug, hires them to steal an important envelope. What seems to be an easy mission turns into a nightmare for the two childhood friends when the mobster is found dead with a bullet in his head. I said in previous episodes that I grew up not feeling represented at all in French cinema and television. I had to watch black films and sitcoms from the US to have a positive representation of a black family, of a black teenage girl. The paradox with Neg Mahon is that for a very long time I felt no connection to it because in my mind it didn't represent the Guadeloupe that I knew. However, if this film got something right, it is that it tries to show the greedy reality behind the usual cliches of a Caribbean island being just a paradise for tourists. And this is what we're going to talk about in the first Caribbean Connection. The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a film makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a Guadeloupean woman, and as a French woman. When I tell you Neg Marron was the film of my generation, I mean it. It is to Guadeloupe what Boys in the Hood by John Singleton is to Black America. However, this fiction that was marketed as the real, as the true representation of Guadeloupe was in conflict with my experience of Guadeloupe as a teenage girl at that time. Now that I'm older, I still cannot say that I agree with Jean-Claude Barney's vision, but I understand better what his intentions were. He wanted to represent the struggles in our contemporary society inherited from the slavery system. Back in 2005, I didn't get it at all. It wasn't about the film being realistic or not. All I could see was that I was the age of the main characters at that time and their reality wasn't mine. I didn't understand the logic behind their actions. Well, not all of their actions, but let's say some of their actions were part of symbolic and historical considerations of the plot that left me and still leave me 
puzzled today. Marcus, the bad guy, is a white Creole man. Joshua and Silex, two young black men, work for him. They are being exploited by him because it's clearly established that Marcus is wealthy. Whereas Joshua and Silex take risks stealing stuff for him, but they still remain at a very low level of income. When Marcus, the white man, comes up with this mission, I don't get why Joshua sees this as an opportunity to get the financial emancipation he hopes for. And there's Silex who refuses this opportunity precisely because it comes from Marcus the white man. And I'm saying this because Joshua is the philosopher. He has posters of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali in his room, even if we don't really know what these figures mean to him. But I'm willing to believe that there are a lot of answers to my questions in the scenes that were cut during the editing process. So on one hand, like I was saying, you have Joshua, the philosopher, the thinker, and he's the one that will tell you we are black men and the system is against us. The system isn't meant for us. On the other hand, you have Silex. He's practical. Their duo works on how their personalities are the opposite, but they share the same values such as loyalty and friendship. The fact that Marcus is white Creole immediately gives these racial dimensions to their dynamics. It allows Jean-Claude Barney to play on the usual stereotypes when it comes to Guadeloupe. Usually the white guy is the wealthy character that never gets caught for its wrongdoings. In Negmaron, not only the white Creole man ends up getting killed, but he gets killed because of his contempt for black people. The paradise-like landscapes of Guadeloupe are the backgrounds of these moments of tension instead of being a place to relax. And let me tell you upfront, this interpretation is not mine. I get sidetracked a lot by details when I watch this film and it prevents me from seeing the bigger picture. And this film is filled with unrealistic details about how things are in Guadeloupe, like the way the characters move quickly from one place to the other and they don't even have a car. That just makes no sense to me. And fun fact, Jean-Claude Barney actually listened to my French episode like a year ago and he left me a comment on my IG page and he said he enjoyed the episode and it was unfortunate that he couldn't explain to me why cinema plays with the concept of distance and time. That was cute, but I still think such details are important. So back to what I was saying. Jean-Claude Barney plays with the usual stereotypes. The white Creole bad man got what he deserved for once. The um, beach as a background is a place of tension and not somewhere to relax and have fun. This interpretation was explained by Patricia Donatien Issa in her article published in 2007, Neg Marron, Criminal Paradox or Paradoxical Crime. In this article, she gives her analysis of the representation of crime in this Guadeloupean setting. We don't get to see her 
Marcus dies, but like Patricia Donatian Issa said, how Marcus was killed wasn't important. What's important was the dynamic between the three characters, Marcus, the white Creole man, Josua, a young black man who sees the system and wants to take over, and Silex, a young black man who seems neutral but who's clearly as angry as Josua about their situation, about their living situation. When they go steal the envelope for Marcus, they end up seeing the painting of a slave ship. They understand they're in the house of an ex-slave owner, and they start tearing the room apart. So they break everything, and they actually get a chance to express their rage toward the system, toward those who benefit from the current economic situation. Now, to me, what's important is how they deal with the aftermath of Marcus' death. Josua and Silex and cool and stylish thugs, they do petty theft. Marcus' death makes them step into the real world of crime. They're scared and confused, and it's a traumatic experience for both of them. One can argue about how Jean-Claude Barney represented the trauma, the experience, but one cannot deny that it's fully acknowledged as such. I know back then I didn't recognize that Josua and Silex were both traumatized by this situation. In the meantime, what really got my attention was the representation of family and social dynamics and the representation of Guadeloupian women. And this is what we'll talk about in the next Caribbean Connection. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Caracaramon. Don't hesitate to share your thoughts about the episode. You can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts if you want to help Caracaramon to get more visibility. You can also check out my website, caracaramon.com, where you can find all the info about the episode. See you à dans d'autres soleils. Ciao,